A photo caught my eye this morning. I was browsing the internet, flicking through dozens of images, but this one stood out. A fuzzy black and white picture it was, just a road, a typical terrace street on a hill, a few lampposts, the blurred side of a mountain in the distance. Hardly any distinguishing detail at all. It could have been one of a thousand streets anywhere in the valleys. But I knew instantly, without thought or calculation, that it was Tillakalin Road, Penagraig, my street. How could I be so certain? It was the angles that gave the game away, the angles at which the houses were set against the rising road, the upright lampposts making angles against the sloping pavement, the angle at which the tilted road itself was set against the mountain in the background. Those precise angles were imprinted deep in my memory so that I could calibrate instinctively that, yes, this is Tillakalin, my Tillakalin. I knew that road without thinking. I could do the same thing with plenty of others too. As I'm speaking to you now, if I close my eyes, I can picture to a fraction of a degree every gradient of every street in my home patch of Midrontha. The barely perceptible slant of Hendrickhaven Road, the gentle slope of Hugh Street, the steep incline of Trinity Road, the daunting Matterhorn of Amos Hill, the Everest of Penagraig's Gilvach Road. Try it for yourself with the streets you know best and you'll see what I mean. You may not realise it, but like everyone else in the Ronda, you've got a natural talent for geometry or trigonometry or whatever branch of mathematics it is that deals with lines and angles and the relationship between them. You can award yourself an A-level in the subject right now, an honours degree more like. Mind you, the credit's not really down to you. It's an automatic function of living in a valley like the Ronda. It's strange, I suppose, that it's a mental aptitude that we've gained from growing up in a place that's so hilly, rather than a physical one. And it seems odd to me that the world's great middle distance athletes and marathon runners come from Kenya and Ethiopia and Morocco, rather than Hendrik Haven Junior School. Imagine the times that Kip Kaino or Geber Selassie would have posted if they'd trained every day like us by walking to school up Hill Street. Hill Street. It was rightly named, short but practically vertical. Back in the day we used to play long pick-up games of soccer in the middle of any side street we liked. There wasn't any traffic. One day we decided to play on Hill Street. I can't imagine why. Maybe our favourite pitch down on Hugh Street had been blocked by some thoughtless motorist who decided they were entitled to park curbside, like they owned the road. Didn't they know it was our Wembley? Or maybe it was because Dilwyn Jenkins, the only one of our buddies who lived on Hill Street, had finally snapped and demanded a home game for once. Anyway, we kicked off. Three quarters of an hour later, at half time, the ball had been in play for less than one minute, all told. We'd spent the rest of the time taking it in turn to run all the way down to the bottom of the hill and halfway down Hughes Street to fetch that runaway football. The team kicking downhill was leading. 23-0. <laughs> Playing football on Hill Street. It's experiences like that, I reckon, that give Ronda people their attachment to fair play and fair shares for everyone. We know what happens when there isn't a level playing field.
and living somewhere where everything is listing one way or another must have an effect on our characters. Take my friends from Clidach. I've got a few, and they're not all mad. But their journey home is like a Himalayan expedition. First Court Street, curving upwards from Pandy Square, squeezing past the ramparts of the old naval club, then straightening into that implausible ascent, somehow hauling itself up to the plateau of Blind Clidach. And that's just base camp. Wern Street soars sharply upwards again to the summit of Clidach Vale. And the residents can climb all of that without fixed ropes or oxygen. It's hardly surprising that everyone I know from up there comes at things from a bit of a tangent. It's not that they are out of kilter. It's the rest of the world that's all a bit flat and boring. Clidach people know that what makes life interesting is its ups and downs. Of course, there's a new road that runs parallel to Court Street these days, part of the Tonopandi Bypass. Anyone who's driven it from the junction down on the valley floor up to the roundabout by King George's Park appreciates what a crazy slant the highway is built at. No matter how hard you put your foot down, you'd better get ready to change gear. Down, down and down again, probably. It's amazing to think that that slope once carried a railway the colliery branch line, scaling the Pushler Hebog incline. It's famous among train enthusiasts. The railhead, of course, was higher up still, up above Clidach at the Cambrian colliery. This stupendous feat of Victorian railway engineering was testament to the enormous value of the black diamond they'd found up there. Who would even contemplate building a rail track at such a pitch unless untold wealth lay under the ground at its apex, just waiting to be exploited. According to my auntie, who habitually got such mathematical ratios the wrong way round, the gradient of the Pushler Hebog was 13 in 1. Walking a bit, you suspected that she might be right after all. My father lived on top of a hill when he was a boy. It certainly played a part in forming his character. It gave him an extra helping of determination, what he would later call stickability. You see, his house was on top Trebanog Road, but he went to infant school way, way down Cummer Hill, which, as anybody who's travelled from Porth to Trebanog knows, might even top Court Street as the Ronda's steepest, longest terrace. Dad was one of a small gang of Trebanog children who made their way down to school on foot every day. And they'd all come home for their dinner too, so they'd go down and back twice a day. The long climb home developed into a race, a twice daily marathon, to see who could reach the top of the hill first. Dad, being the youngest by a couple of years, could never win, however hard he tried. No matter how much he'd huff and puff, someone always got there before him. But that's where the stickability kicked in. One fine morning, he promised himself that this was the day he'd finally come out on top. The moment the bell rang, he was on his feet, rushing out of the classroom. He was halfway to the school gate before he heard the rest of the children pouring out into the yard behind him. But he was off, pelting up the road, up the hill, as fast as his little legs could carry him. That climb was steep. So steep, he felt dizzy and sick. 
He'd been told that champion runners didn't look back to see how much of a lead they had. All they thought about was winning. So he fixed his eyes on the hill ahead and he was still in front. On and on he went, up and up and up, until he finally reached the top and ran onwards on the flat towards his house, still struggling to catch his breath. When eventually he turned back to check, none of the others had even crested the brow of the hill yet. What a victory! He fell in through the front door with hardly enough puff left to tell his mother about his great triumph. <sighs> ma'am, 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 I did it! Today, at last, I won the race! Well, I'm not surprised, said his mother calmly. You've come home at playtime. I'm John Geraint Roberts. Join me next time for another trip up and down Memory Terrace in John on the Ronda. <laughs>